everybody and welcome back to another station episode with your favorite hosts Keshbar and Arya. Hello everybody, welcome back. <laughs> what was that little accent? I liked it. Sounded like an know. old man. What? <laughs> Arya always jokes that he's an old man in spirit. But we're here for another weekly episode and um, this week there's there's two special things that we want to talk about. And the first one is that we actually got a voice note. Um, I know we've gotten requests before through messages and stuff, but someone actually sent us a voice note through Anchor. Yeah, which is really cool. So we can just get it right into our episode and we can answer it live. Well, right. I mean, on, on the air, so to speak. <laughs> and the <laughs> second part is that this episode is actually going to be part of a mini-series, which we have had planned for a little bit now um, because we understand that a lot of the things we talk about are our lives and things that we're implementing and are changing on the day-to-day -day basis and we realize that right now recently a lot of the things we talk about while they are personal they are more relevant to um, a little more of the professional side of life and mm. work life kind yes. of setup um, that's just because that's what we've been going through and our focus has been targeted um, yes. on. But now we're going to be talking about, we're going to be shifting gears a little bit and doing a mini-series on our relationship it's tips, just, it's, keys. It's a mini-series on just relationships um, yeah. and the success <clears throat> points to them. Again, it's not, when we say relationship, it's not defined as, you know, like a romantic relationship in all senses. Although, obviously, you know, we are together and a huge part of <coughs> life for some people is their, you know, romantic partner as well. But I think relationships is a broad term and it can be used in all aspects of life. So we're going to have, I believe it's at the moment, it's going to be a three-part series that we've planned out with three episodes. For... We can probably, like, do more in the future, too. Like, just keep adding on to the series. Yeah. If we have more topics that come to mind about relationships. Or if anyone has anything they want us to talk about. But I know I had, uh, we had someone reach out and they were like, yeah, it'd be really nice to know something a little more personal on relationships and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, we have that planned, funny enough. Yeah. So, so there yeah. you go. We're going to have at least three, basically. Correct. Um... So to start off, we're going to actually go into that voice note because VIP. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to insert the voice clip now and listen to it together and then we'll answer it. Yeah, so take a listen and uh, we will answer it. And we'll be right back. Hi, Arya and Kesh. Just listened to the self-care podcast uh, of Ghost Station and I was just wondering how you guys differentiate between self-care and self-indulgence. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Peace. And we're back. Wow. What a great voice note. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. And that is a very interesting question. Um, well, I don't think we ever said who the voice note was from. I don't know if we should, but the voice note has a name on it. So I assume we're just going to say Josh. Yeah. Um, thank you, Josh, for the voice you, Josh. note. And we appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate your support. Like, that's the best thing. And the fact that you've taken the time to listen to our episode means a lot. Yeah. And we know personally that Josh is a regular listener. So yeah. we love that. And, and we appreciate he gets feedback that. all the time. So thank you yeah. for sending us the voice note. Woo, woo, 
Woo, celebration. Celebration. Okay, what a that's a great question though, honestly. Yeah. Well, how do we differentiate between self-care and self-indulgence? I think personally. Well, can I stop you before you go on? You okay. I am so sorry to interrupt. Go you. ahead. I think it's really important that we do this in every episode, which is we start off by defining what we're talking about. That's where I was going. Okay, continue. But you cut me off all rude, all rude like. <laughs> I have my listening ears on. Continue. <laughs> Self-indulgence, as we Googled recently, is excessive or unrestrained gratification of one's appetites, desires, and whims. Where self-care, I feel like, I mean, this is now going to be my definition of it, is putting in the time to um, take care of yourself and indulge a little bit. A little bit of indulgence is okay from time to time. I think I think you highlighted, well, Google highlighted the key thing, which is the reason we Googled it was because I was like, I know how to, I know how to think about this, but it may not be as obvious to say it. Um, as and, articulate. As articulate. But I think the key words with indulgence is that you're not really controlling it. And a lot of the time when you do self-indulgence, that results in you not feeling better per se. That was what we were talking about in the self-care episode where, you know, like some people, they're just like, oh, I'm going to go on a shopping spree or I'm going to go do things that are like just an excess amounts without the mindful nature of self-care. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't necessarily feel better after that. You don't find it to be rewarding in the same sense. Because it's kind of meaningless, right? If you're just going on a shopping spree every time you're upset, then it's kind of meaningless. But Correct. If you're feeling like slightly burnt out, maybe, and you need to do something for yourself, a little bit of self-care, and you buy yourself one thing that's pretty meaningful. You can buy yourself a bunch of things, but yeah. they're, they're, they have a reason, a purpose. You may have like not spent any anything and now all of a sudden you're like you know what I deserve all these like five things I really wanted they could be huge purchases small purchases whatever I mean shopping is just an example but even something crazy like you could have a spa day versus like a spa week and I'm like you know or a vacation and versus like you know never planning to ever come back to your real life and just I think self-indulgence honestly is when you're trying to run away from your self-care personally mm. that's my definition of it Deep. Um, I think you're not willing to really face it head on with the issue because self-care means you care enough to find the root of the problem and deal with that in essence to bring it back to a neutral state for yourself and feelings and mental well-being. Indulgence is something you just do without the intention or the thoughtfulness that goes in um, the care side of things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we all indulge. Um, you have a late night I think snack, a little bit of or... indulging is fine. I mean, if, if it's under the self-care umbrella, a little bit of indulging is fine. That's right. my opinion. But just being aware, like, you know, if you're, if you do it with the right thought process, I think that's what makes all the difference and, or you yeah. understand that it will in the end make you feel better. It doesn't have to be shopping either. It could be some. it could be like food, you know, like let's say you had a really busy week and you accomplished a lot and you're like, you know what? I'm going to have a steak dinner tonight. Yeah. Or I'm going to have a pizza. Yeah. Whatever you love. I love Chipotle burritos. Yeah. I love burritos. Don't play with my burritos. Yeah, he loves his burritos. But so that's the point. You don't have burritos every day of the week as a reward. 
but you can definitely I mean, you could. Have... <laughs> I mean, you could. You really could. That would be Arya's self-indulgence. That is actually what we're planning to do in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> when we go live there for a month. Um, have we ever said that we're going to do that? Have we not said we're going to do that? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Did I just leak that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we said that before. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no. I think we said we were going to go on a trip somewhere, but you oh. just... I don't know. Where are we going, Kesh? I have no idea. Hush, hush. We don't know. We, I don't, what? We do have a trip planned um, to go travel because, well... Wait, wait. Don't say anymore. We can make a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> um, Milk but the just content. an FYI. Milk the content. Since Arya already let it out of the bag, we are going on that trip. That's a side note. And so thank you again for your question, Josh. I hope that answered it. And I hope that you get to do a little more self-care and always send us more voice notes. Yeah, we love to um, hear it. We do. And we hope it brings you some value in return as well. Also, so, I hope it encourages some of our other listeners to send voice notes as well. Yes. It would be cool. It would be amazing. We really like it. Like if we could have, this is this is what I envision as like the perfect goal. If we could have one voice note per episode, that would just be so cool. That would be cool. But I mean, we're not there yet. Hopefully, it took us 17 episodes to get one voice. <laughs> hey, baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps. Okay. All right. All right. 10 minutes in. Let's cut to the main topic. So, we are starting our first episode on communication. And I think that it is a... I think it's... It's, like, contradicting. I think it's, like, super spoken about, super... Uh, like, you'd find a ton of podcasts, YouTube videos, a ton of... Sh- Stuff about it. Stuff. I was going to say a bad word and then I was like, stuff about it. Um, And then, and you could do that. But at the same time, I don't think it's acknowledged fully enough and it's kind of understated in in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will say like, yeah, communication is so important. But what about communication is so important and how do you do it correctly? So I think there's a lot of aspects to it. Um, I know... Personally, I've had to work a lot on my communication all the way from when I was a child to the point I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has a lot to do with a lot of different factors of your personality as well. Right. But to start off, let's talk about what you define communication as, Arya. I think communication, like at least good communication, is when you are able to express your thoughts and feelings very clearly to your uh, partner or, you know, co-relationship person. It's not just that. It's anyone you're talking anyone, to. Anyone, yeah, whoever you're having a Family, relationship friends, with. Family, yeah. relationship. And, um, yeah, you're able to do it without, like, pointing fingers, without casting blame. Like, you're just able to have productive dialogue about your thoughts and feelings. That's mm-hmm. what I think good communication is. So, I mean, I agree with that 100%. Um, my specific breakdown of it is there being four components um, in this, and it starts with your thoughts. So when you want to communicate, I believe, you're taking whatever you're thinking and you're you're trying to break that across to the other person. Bring that, not break it. Um, you're trying to bring it across to the other person. And with that, you're using your words. And so I think you have to be able to articulate yourself correctly to then get that message across. With your thoughts, though, I think um, a lot of things that aren't discussed is like communication has a lot more than just like the 
the words you're speaking, it's the way you speak them. Yeah, absolutely. And the actions that go behind it. And as well as that, it's the listening side of things that go into it as well. So can you have the communication of speaking what your emotions are and then also receiving and hearing the other side? Because mm -hmm. it's if it's a one-way street, you're no longer communicating. And I think that's the key definition of it yes. is that you are able to have a two-sided, respectful, and heard conversation. A lot of the times, I think we speak without actually listening, and then it's just you regurgitating your thoughts, right, to yourself, because no one's listening to anything, and there's no point to it, and that becomes useless communication. So, on that note, I think there's good and there's bad communication, um, and we are going to break that down later. Break that down. Break that down. Break it down. Break it down. Ooh, break ooh, it down, shorty. Ooh. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned a few of them, but let's start with I think your thoughts. Okay. So Arya, when you and I talk to each other, for example, um. There's different kinds of communication. There's just like a regular day-to-day -day communication, which we have all the time. There is, you know, like an excitement, like a you have a huge notice you want to tell me. And on that note, it's like it can also be a bad thing you want to tell me. So there's like huge events that you want to share with a person. And then there's conflicts. I think those are the three like generalized versions of how I see communication. I agree. You didn't write them down. I didn't, <laughs> but, but yes, this I is agree. a conversation, I and I think of things as we go, <laughs> um, and I think those three things are are where your basis of communication comes. I think a lot of us have, we understand our day-to-day, -day, right, um, but a lot of us find the issue in the conflict, I guess. That's the hard part, right? That's the hard part, um, and so I think... It's, it's easy, well, I mean, when it's all easy going, then there's... Not really much of a challenge to communication. Correct. When things are going good, the it's how good is your communication when there's conflict. Right. And so the reason we say it's part of the series is because, I mean, ever since, especially in a romantic relationship, because you're codependent on each other um, in a way that you're not in a lot of other relationships. I know family situations like you are as well, but it's, um, you know, you can't... I've told my mom, like, she can't divorce me. <laughs> She's stuck with me for the rest of my life. Well, and so, you could divorce her. Yes, I know. But I'm just saying, Well, like, she could divorce you, too. You know what? It is possible. I know. <laughs> but not in the same ease of mind. There's a that, name like, for it, like, legally, when a child wants to, like, separate from their parents. Emancipation. Yeah. Yes, I know. I'm just saying, like, I used to joke about that with my mom because the dynamic of a family, and honestly, it depends on a lot of families. It can be toxic, it can be good or whatever. Um, but the way you communicate defines all of that, right? And the way you learn to communicate starts from your family. Mm -hmm. You're right. I think there's a lot of paradigms about communication, whether good a word or out bad. There that we've never defined, really. Um, there's a lot of habits about communication, well, about a lot of things, but let's keep it about communication that you get from your parents for good or bad. Yeah. And we we'll do an episode them. on paradigms on another time, but, okay. um, it is, it, it's a huge thing. So I think it starts there. Your communication is a learned behavior and it mm -hmm. starts there. And in that sense, it's your thoughts that, that go in your head and the way you think them matters a lot. So when you're communicating with someone, um, I think 
there's two res- two ways of communicating, and it's called reacting or responding. Mm-hmm. You want to respond. You don't want to react. You don't want to react. And reacting is split second. Like, in the moment, you can't control your emotions, your thoughts, your words, and you just word vomit everything out. <laughs> this one, I think, is, I mean, very relatable for me personally. Because when I was younger, I would react a lot. I yeah. wouldn't respond. I would be very quick to react, very like immediately have like a response for everything, mm-hmm. which is not good. And then somewhere along the way, I sort of overcorrected. Or now, I'm I think I'm pretty good at not reacting, but if I feel the urge to react, I shut down. Yes. And then I I just go quiet and then I stay quiet for like an well, hour. Well, that's another form of reacting though. So I think <laughs> I think that's the other end, though, because it's funny. I had the opposite experience. As a child, I would shut down. I would never react in a way where I'd speak my mind. My response was like, screw you. You don't deserve to hear my words, right? (laughs) And so it's still a form of reacting because you're refusing to communicate at that point. Oh, damn. You flipped it on me, son. (laughs) Oh, damn. Um. And we had a conversation with a group of people about this recently where, you know, it's funny a lot of the women in this group were like, oh, yeah, we we just word vomit everything. We say like, uh, and No, we, we were saying the women were, no, well, not the women, not women. Um, the women in the group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Careful, I know. The women in our group were saying that they were um, brutally harsh. Yeah. Or brutally honest or something. Yeah. Brutally harsh. Yeah. And the guys were a little bit more avoiding confrontation yeah so they had avoidance in them yeah so if there was like an issue that didn't really need to be talked about you know you could sort of just sweep it under the rug i think the guys would probably take that route which is funny because i know growing up Mm -hmm. i've always and i mean like every guy i know personally would always be like girls never say what they mean that's a lot of guys huh personally they would say that that just friends and (laughs) even even families like i I knew older people who were like yeah you know women they're so complicated they never say what they mean yeah we were talking about that afterwards and it was like when we were talking in this group it felt like the other way around it felt like the guys were never saying what they mean because they just chose to ignore and ignore tactic was the way they did it exactly and that isn't those they both like both of us found, you know, that those are both bad versions of communication. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be, like, brutally harsh with somebody and, like, not be very, like, empathetic to their feelings. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to, like, avoid every single conflict because then it just, like, keeps building up inside. And then, you know, eventually you just erupt. Yeah. And so when we first started dating, for example, I made it very clear to Arya. I told him this was the first tenant of our relationship. And I told him everything, whether it was something small or big. She set the ground rules. I mean, this was literally, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like this was in our like first few weeks of dating where I was like, you have to tell me everything that annoys you from my end. And I know that sounds extra. You're like, well, I can't tell you everything and I don't want to tell you everything. And I understand that to a degree, but if it was something that he'd noticed, and he noticed it a few times, and they were small things, um, then it was just like, well, why are you not telling me this? And why can't I 
have the the knowledge to then develop myself and understand how to better it, right? Because if I don't have that awareness, I'm never going to become better. And he yeah. understood that. And that's something we've always... I think we've always worked on it. We've always tried to it. make it... We've always been considerate of it. And we've always made an effort to have good communication with each other. And even sometimes when, you know, our, our natures might get the better of us and we don't want to communicate, the other person will usually be like, hey, come on, like, we need to communicate. And then, then the other person who's not communicating is like, yeah, you know, you're right. And so that brings us to something, though. That brings us to the idea of the person you're communicating with. Do you feel safe enough to communicate with them? I know there are a few friendships I have where I feel safe enough to say anything with them. It's a safe space. I know I won't be judged. I know I won't be, like, put down or anything like that. And I know I won't put them down either. And it's the same with Arya. It's like, I think a lot of us don't feel the need to communicate because we don't feel safe to communicate our thoughts mm-hmm. and our feelings. And you need to lay that down as something you are able to do with your family, your friends, your spouse. Um, like, it takes work and time. I know there are people I don't communicate well with, and that's simply because I've had experiences with them where they've they've not you know, either kept their word to me or made me feel like I'm heard. And so then communication deteriorates in that sense. Um, so when you're, when you are communicating, you want to make sure that a, you know, you're not shutting down or trying to overcompensate by just yelling everything out. And I mean, those are things that we're both working on consistently. They don't change overnight. It's just, like I said, you becoming aware of it understanding and making like little changes to understand how to get that into a better space um and b make sure that the person you're communicating with is a someone you want to spend your time communicating with and b you can do so in a safe environment without feeling toxic or hurt or negatively impacted after that the whole point is that you walk away from that conversation feeling better feeling hurt and that's what matters is that If you're the person speaking, then, you know, you can make that very clear. We've had conversations where we we ask, like, do you want me to talk right now or do you want me to just listen? Yeah, and I think that's really helpful, too. Like, sometimes, like me personally, at least, I want to just, like, vent things. But I don't, I'm not really interested in hearing, like, different solutions, which doesn't doesn't make sense, but that's just how I feel, right? Like, in the moment when, like, the the heat of the emotion is still there mm-hmm. i'm i'm not receptive to hearing ideas i just need to like let it out and like we we've, we've cultivated a safe enough space between us where we're able to do that and we just like let the like at least i will let you know like you know can i just vent to you for a bit yeah or sometimes you don't even want that you literally just want someone's company it can be in silence and that is a form of communication i think actions holding someone Making them feel like, you know, they're they're supported is a huge thing. I know, like, just just having someone there, not even to listen, but to just, like, have their presence around you because you feel good about that. That helps a lot in a lot of situations. And it matters, too, because if you're telling someone, I'm listening to you, but your body language is like, uh don't care you're like chill you're not looking at them you don't seem intent they're not gonna feel like you're listening to them and that that's a huge part like I think people focus on communicating as just what you're saying but you need to be able to hear the other person as well and that's really different I think hearing and listening are not necessarily the same I know I've been saying listening 
But listening is when you just like kind of, I think of it almost like there's a, there's water and it's just bouncing off the water. Like what they're saying is like, it's there, it's reflected back to them, right? Mm -hmm. you, you heard it, whatever, who cares? But when you actually hear someone, you're empathizing with them. You're emotionally connecting to them and you're not thinking your thoughts over their thoughts. Now, this is something that's really hard to do, I find personally, because your thoughts are constantly going. You're like, I'm someone who's a fixer. I'm like, oh, how can I help you? How can I help you? I want to fix it. And I have to like literally force myself to be like, okay, they're just empathize, just listen and empathize, understand how they're feeling and be there. It doesn't have to be fi fixed in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's huge. It really matters because then that person feels heard. And once they're heard, they can move on to that next phase of like, okay, I'm ready for you to now talk to me and help me if, yeah. I, if that's what you're like doing. Now they're calmed down enough to be receptive to that. Yeah, and so it doesn't mean that's one-sided, right? Because if you're talking and someone's hearing, it doesn't mean that they need to be speaking back to you. You're still receiving and engaging and communicating in that way, and I think that's huge. Um, so listening and hearing are two different things, and I think when a person is heard, they're more likely to come back and repeat those. And again, it does take you breaking out of your old habits, unless you're a great listener, which I, oh my God, I have one of my friends and she is like the most compassionate listener there ever is. She genuinely listens and empathizes. And like, if I share anything with her, she's always there for me. And I love her so much. And there are other friends I have who I say something to like, oh my God, yeah, this me too. And I do that too sometimes. Like, I know that's my, my yeah. personal downfall is that I have a harder time listening and an easier time talking. I'm more outspoken a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, as you can tell in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is something that takes time and work and doesn't happen overnight. But I think every little step you take is huge. And that, that brings us to something else, which is when you, when you finish the conversation, right? You reflect and you understand on what you've done and said or or what happened sometimes even if it is a reaction instead of the response that you were looking for even reflecting on that and then going back to the person and being like i'm really sorry like apologize for that and then you know say like yeah. i'm aware of what i did can we can we try this again and you know retry that and that reformats your habits right i agree um, we try that all the time. Like I said, you know, like Arya said, his downfall is like, you know, maybe retracting into himself. Mine is like exploding all over him. And then it's just like, what's our freaking problem with ourselves? Because really it stems from you. And then you're like, ah, okay, I'm feeling this way. I understand that this is why I'm responding or reacting this way. And I need to actually go back to that person and now, you know. Make peace and just, just explain have a it. Have a more productive That's right. Have a more productive conversation. Take that bad conversation and rewrite the framework of it and make it a good one. And every time you rewrite it, you rewrite your programming, you rewrite yourself, and you rewrite on how to become a better communicator. Machine learning, baby. Machine learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, we both we've shared how we do this, <laughs> but it's not something that's come easily, I think. Um, I think the first thing is setting those ground rules when you are communicating, whoever it is with. If you have a friend who really toxically indulges in communications with you, 
or who is always gossiping, never letting you be heard, never making you feel safe, let them know. Tell them, like, hey, I want to continue this friendship on these terms um, or not. If you have a spouse, you know, that you find you never get heard or you're never communicating with correctly, you're always fighting. Those are a lot of the reasons why fights happen. It's miscommunication, right? You just haven't given the opportunity yeah. for the person to explain their that's viewpoint. really all i think marriage counseling is too it's really just somebody there to facilitate communication i mean we don't know what marriage counseling we is. don't know but it's I just fe- aria's perception on it sorry any you're right counselors you're listening. right you're right you're right i i could totally be wrong about this but the way i but think, I think about it, it is huge i think it's literally just a person that helps facilitate communication and guides the conversation where it needs to go for couples that have and long you, had broken communication and the reason why this is so important in, in this specific case is because I believe that we have our own thoughts and emotions and a lot of the time we get lost in them, right? Like, I'm an overthinker. Every little thing that happens, especially like in the beginning of for our relationship, I used to overthink everything. I'm an underthinker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I used to overthink everything. And I had thoughts that would take me in circles and make stories in my head. And I wouldn't ask her. All it would take is a question like, hey, why'd you say this? Hey, why'd you do that? Hey, where'd you go? You know, like, <laughs> what'd you do that for? And and I needed that clarity because I didn't know him. I didn't understand him. And the trust hadn't been built yet. And so I think it's really important in especially someone, you know, you're really close with. If it's a best friend even, right? Understanding their thoughts, not having those disillusions of what's going on and then fighting over those disillusions because I guarantee you the other person's going to be so lost. They'll be like, what are you talking about? I didn't, what? Like, huh? And then you're just like, because you've told yourself a story, you can't communicate it correctly and you can't hear the other person. So when you take yourself out of it and you actually ask the right questions, I think questions are a huge part of proper communication. You know, like, how can I help? What's your thought? And nudging a person along to communicate with you in a Mm -hmm. way that works. Yeah. That's really good. And then something I did earlier in the podcast, for example, not cutting people off, um, you know, giving them a chance and letting them speak. After cutting them off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, like I said, we're all working on it. It's not like a, I can't say I'm a queen of communication. I'm not by far the queen of communication. But I can say these are the things we've learned and these are the things that we are actively implementing. So um, if you find yourself trying to work on your communication, I'd say something you can do is another like journaling prompt this week would be taking yourself into a space where you feel like, you know, you can reflect and writing down all the ways you find communication to work for you. So are you like, uh, are you good at speaking? Are you good at writing? Um, is it online? Like a lot of people like texting. They find that yeah, a lot easier. A lot of people find it easier to express their feelings over like written word. Yeah. And then. Which makes sense, I think. Because you is. have time to craft your thoughts. Yeah. And uh, and then how, how you find, you know, you usually are. Is it passive? Is it um, explosive? How is your style of communication? And if you can, honestly, ask other people. Ask people who are close to you. Like, hey, you know, how do you think I communicate? And then ask them, not for a bunch of tips, like, don't give me all your feedback. Just be like, one area I can improve on. You could ask someone else who you actually think would be beneficial 
to, you know, helping you improve. We've done that a lot where I, I ask, I'm like, how can I better myself for mm-hmm. you? We do um, that all the time. Me and you, like, just to each yeah. other. Yeah, because that's the goal, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm doing it for myself, but you don't have the same um, perspective as another person does. And it doesn't mean that you have to implement what they say, but it's nice to kind of understand how another person sees you as well and or what you can do to better yourself in a way that you appreciate and you find growth in. I hope that makes sense. Hey, Cash. Yeah. Do you want to hear a machine learning joke? Okay. <laughs> I've had it in my head since we said machine learning. Okay. You know how, like, your your parents are always like, oh, like, let's say you have, like, a, ba- a friend that's a bad influence, and then you're, like, your mom's like, oh, well, if they he jumped off a bridge, bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? <laughs> yes. So, I, I, I do. I understand. So imagine if the question, instead of just that one friend, was like, if a million people jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge, Keshwar? Are you asking me that? Yeah, I'm asking you. No, I wouldn't jump off a bridge. Well, a machine learning model would say yes. I'm not good at delivering jokes, but that, <laughs> that was the punchline. Machine nice. learning says yes. Machine learning says yes, because machine learning Machine is learning has no higher... Learning. It has no higher level of thought. It just takes... It just recognizes patterns. Which is why we as humans can actually improve ourselves, and we hope you do through this podcast, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, machine learning is based off human learning. I understand. But it's not as intelligent. <laughs> uh, humans did make it. So. They haven't taken over us yet. Yet. Um, so I believe that those are the main points about communication that we share at this moment in time. Um, this is obviously the first part of what makes a successful relationship and what works, you know, in, in friendships, in love, in family, in work too. I think a lot of the time, you know, speaking your mind and being able to articulate yourself at work is huge. Um, and we hope you kind of find a way to better yourself through this. I mean, everyone has that potential and everyone can can find a way to improve their communication and hopefully their relationships in the process. Yeah, it's such an important skill to have in every area of your life, basically. Just, yeah. It's a good human skill to have to be able to communicate effectively. Like I said, I think it's underrated in how widely it affects your life. From like, Yeah, like even like just like, even like leadership. Yeah. If you want to be a good leader, you need to have good communication. If you want to be a good follower, you still probably need good, you just need good communication to be an effective human in every area That's of your life. That's the name of this episode. Effective human skills communication. <laughs> that actually would be a really funny title for a mini series if it wasn't based on relationships specifically. If we just did like effective human <laughs> series or something. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe that'll be the next one. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode. Again, we hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, you can leave us a review on iTunes, or you can follow us on Instagram at go station. Or you could send us voice notes, yeah, which we would love, love to get. Um, Especially if, um, um, like, if you have like an easy to answer question, then we could answer them in an episode. Yeah. But if we get one that's like a very, very deep question, it might take us some time to like. Or maybe an episode a, on itself. Yeah, we may have to dedicate a whole episode to like a deep question. Yeah. So we hope that you have a amazing stellar week, and uh, have. Have a nice time. Ciao. Bye, friends. Have a good week. Have a good week.